Hello, this is Justin Waller. Welcome back to Money Mile, where you share a mile with us on your long, steady run, and we work to help you live a better life. In this episode, we'll be talking about seven thoughts on decision-making systems. Over time, we'll be covering a lot of information here. I would like for you to be in a position to be able to make the best decisions possible faced with a myriad of different options. So first thought on decision-making systems is what you do is more important than what you know. A lot of us will spend time on things, uh, research and better understanding different topics and all of that is well and good. But if you don't do anything with it, it's not going to help you move forward in your financial situation or life in general. Keep in mind that what you do is more important than what you know. Number two, the best strategy is one that you will implement. Kind of goes hand in hand with number one here. So there are literally thousands of things you can do. What will you do? Lots of times people ask me, hey, should I invest in real estate? Should I buy this exchange trade fund? Should I buy that mutual fund? How, what do you think about stocks? This stock of the day, that meme, whatever, really don't care. The most important thing is focusing on the things that you will actually do and be able to do consistently over time. It doesn't have to be perfect, and we'll talk about that down the road, but we've got to, we've got to first think about the things that you will actually do and you will make forward progress with. A great example of this is in my personal situation. Many times I have talked with my wife about investing in rental real estate. My wife is not interested in being a landlord, period. It doesn't matter what the financial ramifications are, how good it could be. It does not matter to her, and she does not want to have any involvement with rental real estate. That being said, it's fine that she feels that way. There are thousands of things that we can do. So rental real estate is just not one of them. We look at other things to help us improve our financial situation. Well and good. Best strategy is one you will implement. The third item is focus on the things you can control. Typically, when you think about all the things that are out there in the world, they will fall into one of three categories. The first of which are things that you can control. The second area is things that you can influence. And the third is the area that you have no control or influence on. As you think through all of the different options that are out there, if you can focus first on the things that you can control, you will get the vast majority of the result that you're looking for out of those things. A great example here is your savings rate. You can control your savings rate to a large extent. Now, you can't really control tax code, so spending a tremendous amount of time on uh, you know, debating tax code and how it should work isn't going to help you move forward financially. So if you focus your time on the things that you can control, like savings rate, that's going to help you make more forward progress. Generally, if you were comp to compartmentalize these things, I recommend spending about 80% of your time on things that you can control, about 19%, give or take, on the things that you can influence. These are different things that you may not be able to have a direct impact on, but over time, you might be able to influence the overall outcome of something. So you might be able to spend some meaningful uh, time on this, so thinking about business deals, uh, things about uh, thinking about influencing others, those things that you can, uh, that you want to spend time on. Those are the things that you can influence and spend about 19% of your time there. So for those of you that are following along, about how much time does that leave for the things you have no control or influence on? 
eh, about 1%. Give or take, I recommend you spend about 1% or less of your time on things that you have no control or influence on. Otherwise, it's simply complaining. Observing or complaining, that's, that's essentially the, the two categories that that can fall into. So spend as little time on those things as possible. If you're out having a drink with your buddies and want to goof off and, and talk about that stuff, hey, then that's fine. But when you are thinking about the things that are going to move your financial situation forward, focus on the things that you can control. You can work on the things you can influence, but don't waste any time on things you have no control or influence on. Fourth area is a framework for decision-making. Now, if we look at these things that fit into the control section, uh, the if you were to list everything that you could do out there and you listed them all out and you said, hey, I've got these are all the things that I can control, you can further break that down and develop a system for focusing on the things that are going to have the biggest impact in your situation. So if you conceptualize this on the vertical axis of a of a standard grid, on the left-hand side, you have the vertical axis, which is impact. On the bottom end, you have low impact. And at the top, you have high impact. So left side, uh, vertical axis, this is the impact. On the horizontal axis, this is whether or not something is urgent. Does it need to have action right away? Or uh, you can also look at that as how significant will the impact be if you don't have an action? If it is absolutely not urgent, it is on the left-hand side. And if it is absolutely urgent, it goes on the right-hand side. So you have these four quadrants that you can work with. On the top right-hand side, if you were to plot out all of these different things that you're faced with, you will be able to identify the things that have a high impact and are urgent. Those are going to be the first things that you want to focus on. Now, there's lots of noise, lots of different things, again, thousands of things you can do. So if you focus on the things that are going to have the highest impact and are urgent in your situation, those are going to move your situation forward the most. Once you have completed all of the things in the high impact and urgent areas of your lives, you can then shift to the second area. Now, this can take a little bit of some balancing work here. So the second area that I would recommend you look at is if you critically evaluate the top left category, which would be your high impact and not urgent issues, and then also looking at your urgent but low impact issues. And finally, we look at the last area here, which is your lower left quadrant, low impact, not urgent. If you're looking at those sorts of areas and just debating whether or not those things need to be done, for most of those issues, you can move on. You can do other stuff. If you know it's not going to have a huge impact in your world and it's not urgent, you don't necessarily need to spend a tremendous amount of time on these things. You may find that these are just more personal interest things that you like to do, and, and that's fine too. There's nothing wrong with that, but they're not critically important. Focus on the this kind of framework for decision-making. Understand the impact that this action is going to have in your world and how urgent uh, that action is going to be, uh, the result of that action. The fifth thought on decision-making is move or don't move. If you can move, and you're, you're trying to determine whether or not you should do something, and you can move small, move small. Start with something. Start doing something. And not everything has to be done at 100% all the time. It would be the equivalent of someone saying, hey, I want to get more fit. Uh, okay, great. I'm going to go run a marathon. Typically, that doesn't happen. If you said, hey, I, you know, I want to get more fit. Maybe I'm going to go start with walking around the block, and then I'm going to work my way up to a 5K or something like that, and that's fine. When you're dealing with finances and investments, a lot of times people say, hey, well, you know, I, I need to start saving $10,000 a month and I got to go invest in cryptocurrency and I got to do all this other stuff. 
you can start small. You can start with investments these days as low as $100 a month. And just in, in many cases, you can start with less than that. So start small, make forward progress, and then reevaluate over time. It doesn't have to be 100% right away, but start small and start moving. So if the question is move or don't move, and you're trying to decide on something, think about a third option. You can move small. Try something and see how it works. The sixth thought on decision-making, learn what works for you by doing and then improve your trajectory. So this is kind of goes hand in hand with number five. So you can start small and make forward progress, but always keep moving. If you are focusing on doing the things that work for you, sometimes you have to try some things to figure out what will work. You may not want to you know, invest in commercial real estate uh, right at the start of things, but you might look at it and say, hey, maybe I want to learn a little bit more about that. Maybe I want to invest in a small property and, as opposed to a uh, 100-unit apartment complex. You say, hey, maybe I want to start a little bit small and I want to figure out if this works for me before I commit a tremendous amount of time, energy, and, and intellectual capital to something. So start small and see what you think. Now, it has been said that there are two types of investments. I know we're talking a lot about investments today. So there are two types of investments, the fancy ones and the ones that work. Those are the two types. Start with the ones that work. And if you want to get fancy later, feel free to do so. But again, these kind of go together so you can start small, figure out something, see if it works for you, and then build into that. You don't have to invest like Warren Buffett right away. You can just start small and ease into things. The last area here is focus on things that are going to be effective before things that are going to be efficient. Now, I'm a big fan of efficient structures, so but we want to start with things that are going to be effective and things that are going to work for you. So spending a tremendous amount of time uh, trying to save three basis points, trying to find the best consumer countercyclical, two times consumer durable uh, exchange traded fund is going to be a time suck for you. And it's not necessarily going to move your financial situation forward. Uh, it's very similar to, uh, I don't know if you know any folks that do this, there are folks in the triathlon world that will spend a lot of time and money on trying to be more aerodynamic on the bike when they could actually just get out and ride more. So riding more is going to give you a better overall result. Now, obviously, we want to be mindful of being more efficient with things on the bike, specifically aerodynamics and whatnot. But if you're not actually riding the bike, it doesn't matter how efficient it is. So we want to make sure that we are focusing on the things that are going to be effective before things that are just efficient. We want to be able to work those things in combination, but effectiveness is more important than efficiency. In the show notes today, you'll find several visuals to help support you in your efforts on these particular topics and kind of the, the thoughts on decision-making systems. I uh, hope you find all of those valuable. Thank you very much for sharing a bit of your long run with us today. I hope that this has been a valuable time spent for you. Keep in mind that if you work out, everything else will too. And we'll look forward to talking with you again next time on Money Mile.